And welcome back to 90.7 WCLH Wilkes-Barre Scranton Hazleton. You are listening to Telling the Untold Stories of Wilkes podcast number seven. We're really getting into it. I'm your host, Lindsay Scorey, as always. And um, this week we're switching it up. So for the month of March, for those of you who may not know, it is Women's History Month. Um, probably have to be living under a rock. Most people are very aware it's Women's History Month. Um, so we're going to be doing a little special for that. We will be doing two podcast segments. The first one will be on webs and women in STEM, and the second will be on the women's and gender studies minor here at Wilkes University. For the first episode, though, I am in the studio with Liz and Hera, two women I love dearly, and I think they are both um, phenomenal to talk about the topic of women in STEM and of webs in general. So I'll pass it over to you two if you want to introduce yourselves. All right, I'm Hera. Been on the po- second appearance on the podcast. Very excited. <laughs> She's a veteran. <laughs> um, I'm a junior biology major with a minor in chemistry. Um, on campus, I'm involved in the e-mentor program, honors peer mentoring, president of webs, and I've been doing research, ITA, I tutor, just all over the place. I feel like I'm especially College of Science and Engineering. Can't miss me. You got it. <laughs> Always find her in Stark. Um, I'm Liz. I am a sophomore pharmacy and history double major. Um, I am the social media manager for the Beacon. I'm the web secretary. I'm an honors program peer mentor. I'm a chem TA. I do archive research, just um, a bunch of things all over the place. (laughs) So both very heavily involved. I didn't know you were a double major in history, Liz. I am, yeah. That's so cool. Oh my God. Yeah, it's very fun. It's a lot, but it's very fun. How did you decide? Did you know you wanted to do pharmacy or you knew you wanted to do history? Yeah, so I came in pharmacy and then I... I came in with a declared history minor, but then my advisor was like, you need more because you won't be a full-time student your sophomore year. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just double major then. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, <that's> so cool. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize they were that flexible that you were able to do that. Yeah, there's like elective space in the professional pharmacy years, like to take stuff that you're not like inundated with STEM stuff. What? So that might be nice. Too. Yeah. <laughs> So then do you get a degree after four years in history and then your farm degree after six? Yep. Oh, that's so cool. You get yeah. to graduate like twice. Yeah. Wait, yeah. And so I'll neat. graduate after four years with my bachelor's in science too, which is like a nice part about Wilkes because mm-hmm. most other pharmacy programs, you don't graduate with a bachelor's degree. You just graduate with the farm D, but Wilkes, you get a bachelor's in science as well. So when I get out of here in six years, I will have three degrees. Three degrees. That's so crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's so <laughs> cool. yep. Oh my God. And I know Miss Hare is graduating early actually. Yeah. One semester early and then I will be off to Penn State Hershey for medical school. Hopefully. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah. That's so exciting. So Two women with a lot of accolades. <laughs> so what they're talking about. So we can hop right into talking about Webs. Can you give me a little background on what Webs is, how it was started at Wilkes, maybe like your experience with it? I actually am not sure how it got started. Um, well, so I don't know the full story, but brief history was it was um, initially a program for middle schoolers during the school year. So middle schoolers from local schools would come to Wilkes and do labs and stuff on campus. And from that, I mean, schools in the area loved it so much. So then they decided to start a camp that more people could come during the summer. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many years it's been going on. A lot. Mm-hmm. I did it in middle school. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They've had it a while then, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. 
Yeah. yeah. So, like Liz was saying, she's been involved a lot longer than I have because she used to be a camper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Full I, circle experience. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I got involved with Labs my freshman year. Um, like we were, Liz was saying, uh, we have the Labs during the school year that middle scores. Like my freshman year, um, we'd have the girls actually come to campus and work mm-hmm. in the Labs and do different experiments. But with the past couple of years since COVID hit, we've been very grateful that we've still been able to keep the webs um program going but we've been doing virtual labs mm-hmm. so we have professors like prepare kits and then we drop them off at the schools and we do the labs over zoom um but this year we were able to have summer camp in person yes with COVID. Oh, so yeah. that was really yes. that was really i fun. remember i was envious of the t-shirts okay so i don't know if i even said webs stands for women empowered by science oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it the t-shirts this year were steminists yes yes That's oh so they were cute. so cute mm-hmm. yeah um I mean, I got started with webs in sixth grade. I came during my school year. One of my um, science teachers, like, signed me up for the program. And I did it every summer since then. And since when I did it, they've added that you can do it when you're in high school. When I was in middle school, you could not. (laughs) And so my senior year of high school, I was able to come back and do it, which was so exciting because once you get older, you could do, like, more intense labs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was already, like, committed to Wilkes. So it was so fun to come back and do it. And then last summer, oh. I was group leader for the camp. So, I mean, it's, like, really full circle for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's nice is when you get to Wilkes, you already know, like, all of the labs and Stark yes. and Cohen so well. Like, mm-hmm. you just understand yeah. it. Yeah, I already knew where to go. I knew mm-hmm. where my classes were because I had been in the building since mm-hmm. I was in sixth grade so you probably met some professors yeah obviously Mm -hmm. yeah and students yeah oh that's so nice i think it's a really cool experience because like um i ta for like gen bio and Mm -hmm. cell molecular bio um and microbio i ta a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like the labs we do in like gen bio lab are the same ones that like the sixth graders do sometimes Mm -hmm. so to be able to do like college level labs in middle school is so cool that must be, like, it's really like empowering. Very, yeah, it's a very unique experience. Seriously, like, by the time I got here, I must have done gel electrophoresis, like, 700 times. Which, that's so cool. <laughs> like, don't do gel electrophoresis yeah. they're, like, in high college, not yeah. even high school. I'm blown away, because you could tell me that's anything. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's fascinating. So. so what's, like, the actual structure, like, of the webs camps? Like, is it multiple days? Like, is it for the whole day, like, each time? I think you would... It, yeah, it's... Pretty much all day long um, mm-hmm. for a whole week. Um, oh. COVID changed it. I think mm-hmm. last summer was like five days, but in previous it's years, it's been seven full days. And then we would have night activities as well. So we're starting at like eight in the morning and going until like five at night. Um, but at no point in it is it boring. Yeah. You're not like sick of doing it. There mm-hmm. are so many activities and they break up the day that you're doing something new, like every hour um of every day so it's it's very fun all week long (laughs) yeah yeah no I feel like when you do those camps and stuff like time just flies like you're going from like one thing to the next Mm -hmm. and when you're doing labs I'm sure like you're so focused on what you're actually doing that you don't I don't know it's just you get to meet new people I'm sure yes Mm -hmm. yeah by the end of the week you're like besties with (laughs) everyone I mean I still talk to people that I did the webs camp with in middle school Mm-hmm. Like, because you just become so close because you're spending all of this time together. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, Liz, I see how you got involved. You've mm-hmm. been doing it for so long. But, Hera, what made you want to get involved? Like, when did you start helping him with webs? So, um, 
during my freshman year, I was uh, involved in chemistry club, and I was also involved with labs, and that was the first time that I got involved in labs. It wasn't the summer camp, it was the labs during the school year, and I don't know, I've just always been really passionate about, like, teaching, and especially women in STEM. I feel like it's such, it's definitely gotten better in some fields, like biology, pre-pharmacy, a lot of pre-healths mm-hmm. are pretty 50-50 women now, but you look at mm-hmm. fields like engineering, it's like 80% male Right. Um, yeah. still, maybe even more. Um. So I think it's so important that you have that experience. And I just thought it was so cool how, like I was saying earlier, these girls are doing labs that literally college students do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I remember doing my first lab. It was, like, fall of my freshman year. Uh, I started doing them. Then this summer, I wasn't a group leader um, because I was busy with e-mentoring and research, but I um, helped with a couple of labs. And just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just always have a really good experience with it. And I think everyone that gets involved with webs immediately falls in love with it. It's such an amazing program that once you get started, you just... Right. Can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. and, and I think that you bring up a really good point, like talking about like obviously certain fields it's getting a lot better. It's a lot more inclusive. Like we have like a lot more gender representation. But I think like what must be so good about webs is from a young age, you're instilling confidence in these young women mm-hmm. that not only are they capable of doing this, but this could be a full blown career for them. Mm-hmm. Like even if they don't decide to go to Wilts, I mean obviously hopefully they do. Like this right. is what they're experiencing it. But I feel like sometimes it can be like very intimidating like I think as somebody outside of STEM like I have so much respect for what you guys do but I think it is sometimes like very daunting to see like especially if you're in a field where you don't see people like that are representing you yeah like and I think this must be so nice because you're just surrounded by people who are encouraging you and who want to see you do well and enter the field one day and Mm -hmm. yeah that's really special I think that's really cool I think another really great thing about webs is it's um, the entire College of Science and Engineering gets involved. It's not just yeah. like the biology department or something. Every mm-hmm. single department has a lab, has yep. a webs lab. Mm-hmm. Um, so any girl that's interested in literally anything related to science, they'll probably see someone that has a similar career. And we do have yeah. a lot of female faculty in our STEM, uh-huh. STEM mm-hmm. fields. Yeah. I feel like every single, because I was trying to plan something for webs earlier with our female faculty. Every single department has at least one female faculty member. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like, like you were saying, representation is so important, not mm-hmm. even just with women in STEM in general. Re- like, there's yep. been so many studies oh. <laughs> <laughs> about how, like, representation matters, whether it's with race, with religion, yep. gender, sexuality. Um, so I think it's like what you were saying. It's so important mm-hmm. that these girls see us as students, yeah. like yeah. college students, um, yeah. starting our careers. They have professors that mm-hmm. are well into their careers and saying, like, wow, like, someone I can, like, look up to, yep. go to for advice, that type of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. um, Because even like when you're in middle school and high school, and just in your home life, you don't always have somebody who's like involved in STEM or can be like a role model in that way. So -hmm. then when you come to Wilkes, and you see all of these female faculty members, and then the group leaders who are all STEM majors, and you're like, wow, like that could be me one day. Mm -hmm. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's very inspiring for the young girls to like know that this is something that they can pursue. 100%. And I think to that, like, you know, Harris exactly right. We need that intersectionality. We need to see more people who represent, you know, all people. And I think that's such a great point, too, because my next question was actually going to be about the faculty and the key players who get involved with webs, because I know even like I had Debbie Chapman for my bio class and she is just so encouraging. And like, I think like there's this. I think just in teaching culture in general, like I don't know anybody who adapts well to professors who just expect you to get it or like Mm -hmm. get frustrated with you if if you're not understanding the material. Every professor I have met has been 
incredibly encouraging and like I'm someone coming from a background of I don't necessarily understand those things. And um, I'm curious, so for webs or just with the department in general, do you find that all of your professors are very inclusive, that they're really good at making you feel like, obviously, because now you're leaders in the webs program, do you feel like there's good leadership on campus for you guys? I say definitely. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely talked about this before. Um, I'm going to say I'm the most familiar with the STEM departments, but... Because we go to such a small school, I feel like you really get to know your professors. Mm-hmm. Everyone's super open to having office hours, meeting with you, answering your emails. Um, and there's just so many professors on this campus. If their door's open, or if their door's closed, mm-hmm. I'll knock on the door. They'll like, be like, come <laughs> yeah. in. And I'll like, chat with them for a good 45 minutes. Yeah. And I like know, even yesterday, or it was two days ago, um, I was talking with one of my professors, Dr. G, and I was like, she was like, Kara, I can't believe you're graduating already. Like, I remember when you were a freshman. And I feel like it's so cool. Like, all of our faculty is definitely very encouraging of whatever you want to do. Whenever I need advice, career-wise, class-wise, even in personal life, I feel like all of our faculty is super, like, encouraging of whatever students want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I have never met a faculty member in either STEM or history that doesn't want you to succeed. Like, they are on your side 100%, um, especially because it is such a small school. Mm -hmm. They know who you are. (laughs) And they know who you are, and they know how you're doing, and they want you to do well. Um, And especially in STEM, Debbie Chapman is one of (laughs) the best faculty members we have. um, And she is a huge advocate for women in STEM. So she will do anything in her power to see mm-hmm. us do well. And um, their success is a reflection of your success. Exactly. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. So, so is Debbie Chapman, does she help run the WEBS program? Is she your faculty advisor for it? She does pretty much everything yeah. with the WEBS. So she's our faculty advisor for the club, and then she's in charge of the summer camp. So. Yeah. Oh, she's nice. just WEBS queen. Yeah, she WEBS is queen. the head of the whole thing. She is the face of WEBS. Yeah. yeah. And she's so good with it. Like, she is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, obviously, you guys are doing stuff year-round for webs. Um, what does preparation look like for the summer camps? Do you have to, like, do professors prep the labs? Do you prep what, you know, sessions are going on? Um, I think I can talk more about the lab type of stuff. Because, yeah, um, for sure. So, I did research over the summer with Dr. Terzaghi, and then... Um, I also helped Dr. Cadlick with her labs, um, so very biology as usual. <laughs> uh, like I was saying earlier, the labs they do are very similar to the labs they do in either um, Gen Bio or in Cell Molec Bio. So the lab prep is pretty similar to how we prepare the labs for like the college labs when we do work with freshmen and sophomores. Um, so that's with the labs. The lab side of prep, it's pretty straightforward because it's like they're literally doing the college labs pretty much. That's right, right. stuff you're doing place. every semester, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's definitely interesting. And it's really cool to see the girls' interest. Um, so the two labs I was doing, one was like cell molecular bio and one was genetics. There was these two girls super into genetics. The whole day they were like, I can't wait to do this genetics lab, yeah. like genetics. Aww. And then I got, and it's so cool. They were like looking at fruit flies under microscopes, which mm-hmm. again, a lot of people don't use microscopes till they get to like college or at least high school. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. fact that these like middle school girls were able to like look at the microscopes and be like, what is the mutation this fruit fly has? I feel like that's so impressive. And these girls were super excited about it. So, I don't know. Yeah. um, They always get super excited about the labs when they see something that, like, Mm -hmm. they really want to do that they're interested in. so interested. Like, even in middle school, they're already super set on, like, what they want to do. It's so funny. Some of them are like, when I grow up, I want to be a veterinarian. And we're like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, 
I know like the prep stuff starts pretty early, especially like for like planning what labs we have. But I know on like the group leader side of things, we come in, I think like the week before, a few days before, and we like set up everything, all the decorations and fun stuff. Last summer, our theme was carnival. So we had all of these carnival themed decorations everywhere. Um, And that's pretty much like our side of preparations. Yeah. That's so cute, though. I like that you guys do themes, too. Yes. Because it's also nice. Like, I didn't even think about the fact that, you know, maybe young students don't have access to the kind of materials we have here. Because we are, even though we are a small university, we do have, you know, the resources for, I've seen some of the labs. Like, we we definitely have some nice (laughs) higher grade stuff. And I never thought about the fact that, you know, maybe they're, it's not because you're not getting a good education, but there probably are a lot of school systems that just simply can't afford to have the kind of technology yeah. that we do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely, I, I think, too, it's like we forget how much, like, higher education really is a privilege. So to be able to offer that to students, like, that's that's so nice to, like, yeah. get to see that. Like, yeah, for sure. It's, like, definitely the one time that these girls will see this equipment before they get mm-hmm. to college. Um, like, and even in this area, too, I went to high school around here, mm-hmm. and we used to borrow equipment from Wilkes for really? our, like, chem labs and stuff because my school didn't have that equipment, which is fair. A lot of schools don't. Right. And so for the girls to do these programs, they see, like, what these labs are actually like and what their future labs could be like. Mm-hmm. And I didn't – that's so nice that Wilkes offers that out to yes. local schools. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, they would come and bring it to us, like the spectrometers and the microscopes and stuff like that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. And honestly, good for young students to be able to handle that equipment with care. Yeah, right. That's gotta be <laughs> yes. <tough>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God forbid, like something breaks or something. Right. But it sounds like everything's <laughs> really good at that stuff. So, do you two have like favorite activities that you do through webs? Like, I know obviously you love everything you get to do, but is there any like experience that stands out or like certain labs that you like like the most? I don't know. That's a good um, question. So like I was saying earlier, a lot of what I do is like. I do not like ecology that type. Oh, I'm a, I'm a biology major. I yeah. like my like focus <laughs> specifically. I like cell molecular stuff. I like that type of stuff. So, um, like Liz was mentioning gel electrophoresis earlier. I never did gel electrophoresis. Can you tell me what that is? Um, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's basically you just have like a gel. You put different DNA samples in. You run it and you see how long different pieces of DNA are. Oh, okay. So, um, something I never did till college. Um. And I'd say, like, these sixth-grade girls, and, like, even pipetting. I feel like most people don't even, like, use the micro-pipettes till college. Yeah. Got the sixth-grade girls doing it. I thought it was just mm-hmm. so cool. And, like I was yeah. saying earlier, when you see the girls who are, like, super excited about a certain lab, I feel like you get excited about it. You're, like, mm-hmm. passionate about it all yeah. over again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely, like, my favorite experience of it is, like, seeing how excited the girls get. Like, it's definitely so exciting watching them, mm-hmm. like, grow into mm-hmm. women in STEM even if right. they don't end up pursuing it like it's something that they can be passionate about mm-hmm. um I had such a great time at the carnival last summer we like had a carnival on the last day to like celebrate and so all the group leaders ran a game um and we all have different groups but with the game we got to see like every group mm-hmm. and that was that was a blast that was so much fun (laughs) yeah and it's like that must be so rewarding to get to see them like having fun and getting to learn all these things because they definitely then get a leg up too right yeah and like you said too I think 
that would I am so fascinated that you're also a history double major too because <laughs> I remember back when I was in high school, um, one of my friends who's actually a pharmacy major here now at Wilkes, um, she's in her more professional years, but mm-hmm. um, she did a speech for speech and debate on STEAM, incorporating arts into STEM. Because mm-hmm. I think what's really interesting is like, no matter what field you go into, I'm sure both of you have knowledge from other majors or fields that Definitely. you might not particularly study. Yeah. But just from all the co-curriculars you're involved in or the classes you take, like or the, mm-hmm. the camps you've done, like you get to be a lot more well-rounded. Yep. And I think that's really neat because like you said, like even if they don't necessarily pursue it, how like invigorating is that that you get to learn all these things and again like be passionate about it like yeah can you imagine like i can't imagine being 12 years old and being so passionate about science and like what if one day yeah. i pursue that and look back and be like look at i literally knew when i was 12 years yeah. old or something like it's it's a good feeling and it's a good feeling to like be able to provide that for the girls as well and one thing that we like to do in like webs for the older girls is to incorporate our um the woman who runs the, it's called 3.0 um, Campers for Webs, her name is Shay Marino, and she's she's a biology researcher, but she loves art. So we did like little mini labs in the Sordoni Art Gallery with the girls. Oh. So that like, I mean, we're all about making everyone well-rounded. We show right. them every different field of science and STEM. And mm-hmm. so it's important to include art in that as well. And when I did it, we went to the pottery studio mm-hmm. and made pottery, which was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. So, yeah, we definitely like to show these girls, like, all the possibilities that they could have. 100% because when they get to pursue, you know, likely higher degrees one day, they'll get that option to choose yeah. different things. Like, maybe they could pick up a minor exactly. or something like that. Like, and, you know... I think also like when you go into different careers, like you can have the same major as somebody or like a similar interest, but you might be working in totally different environments Yeah, and like handling different stuff. So yeah, I think that's really important to learn early on. Um, so I'm imagining this year, are you going to get to do like an in-person camp again? Yes. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah. So is it normally what, like mid summer you do it? It's July. July yeah. Oh, nice. So like do it's mostly people sign up from the local area. Yeah, um, so Webs doesn't offer, like, boarding or anything, like, mm-hmm. dorming, so you have to be, like, kind of within driving distance. Local student, yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. That's that's so exciting. Yeah. Um, so I I loved learning this much about Webs. It's mm-hmm. very, I'm, <laughs> like, when Hera and I do eMentor, I, I love that I got to see, like, all the, I would see, like, the students, like, coming mm-hmm. through the sub and stuff, and it was so cute to, like, mm-hmm. to see them in their t-shirts yeah. and stuff. I was like, oh, they're little steminists. Yeah. Like, cute, yeah. That was adorable. I really loved that. But um, so I'm curious now. I want to talk some more about you two both being in STEM and involved in, you know, different majors here on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of I'm curious, what's your experience or have you had generally positive experiences being women in, you know, biology and pharmacy? Like, do you find that especially on campus, like that your professors are really encouraging? Have you ever felt intimidated in your field at all? Um, I would say both of us, I feel like, I feel like STEM is such a broad field, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. some fields mm-hmm. are a lot more male dominated, some of them are a lot more female dominated, I feel like, actually both of our fields are more female dominated, yeah, really, really yeah, yeah, um, but I actually started off as a biochem major, and I took a lot of, like, math and physics classes that were with engineering students, mm-hmm. and I remember there was a couple classes my freshman year, there'd be, like, one or two other girls in there, yeah. and mm-hmm. I don't know, um, 
I've never faced like sexism or anything from my professors or anything like right. that. Uh, so yeah. definitely nothing like that. But definitely it's something you're aware of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a classroom and you're like, it's only one or two other girls. And I feel like sometimes I just feel like I need to like outgirl boss everyone and be like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It probably encourages you more than, yeah. I, honestly, I think it's yeah. I like my, I remember my first year I took Calc 2 and it was, um, Calc 2 is a class that like pretty much like biology majors don't take it. Um, chemistry takes it engineering takes it and that's it's like chemistry engineering maybe computer science Mm -hmm. which are all like pretty male dominated majors so there's only like one or two other girls in there I sat front and center and I was like let me just out girl bus everyone in here I I don't know some people I felt very whenever I'm in a space where I feel like I'm like the only female I feel very empowered I know Mm -hmm. other people um like it's a personality thing I'm a very outgoing person other people would feel very like I don't know what the word is scared in that environment yeah yeah intimidated yeah it's definitely something to be aware of sometimes and on the other hand my biochem class this year which is obviously another stem class there's only two guys in there out of like Mm -hmm. 15 so and i I didn't even realize it until my one friend pointed out that like there's only two guys in here so i feel like when you're in the majority it's kind of hard to like realize differences right minority you're like oh because well, it occurs in every major too like how you said like my thought too from an outsider looking in would be engineering seems like the most male dominated stem field mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know a lot about like our math department here on campus but also um i be i didn't know about chemistry too chemistry is more male dominated it's pretty 50 50 yeah i think it's chemistry and math are both super small departments yeah. right like and i know too even if you think about the flip side of it too like uh there's not a lot of male nurses yeah. I'd be curious to see what, like, male nursing students feel or if they feel, like, comfortable in the program. Because from what it – I think it's – there's a difference probably, too, between talking about, like, overarching themes, like, in different universities or in career fields versus Wilkes is a very inclusive school. Yes. You know, like – it depends on like you know your different classes obviously like the diversity depending on multiple factors is going to be different you know Mm -hmm. but from what i can tell a lot of the programs we have here on campus are really focused on being inclusive and every professor that i know of or that i have heard of does a really good job at not discriminating whatsoever in the classroom yeah yeah i think like what hair was saying pharmacy has a lot of women in it Mm -hmm. um so i've never felt like that I was in a minority. Honestly, mm-hmm. in my history major, like I'm in classes that have more men. It's more male dominated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. A lot of them um, want to be like high school teachers, right? And so, not to stereotype, but you know, the, the male sports high school sports coach, sports, sports, sports coach, history teacher. <laughs> exactly. Um, sometimes the stereotype is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of men, but. Um, not that I ever felt, like, discriminated against in mm-hmm. any way. Like, it was never something that I was aware of. Like, it was mm-hmm. something that I was like, okay, there's more men in this class, but right. not that they, you know, made me mm-hmm. feel inferior. Um, right. But especially in pharmacy, like, I've worked with a ton of um, women pharmacists and stuff, and, mm-hmm. like, just being in that environment is empowering. Right. And I think Webs helps with that a lot, too, because if mm-hmm. you go into – a science field like already with the impression that I am able to do this I'm worthy of being here mm-hmm. I'm a strong empowered woman then it like it changes your outlook on it absolutely and I'm curious if you both agree because when you were saying that too like I've heard political science also is you know more male dominated and mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day you're never going to have every major be perfectly 50 yeah. 50 right it just <laughs> people have different interests but 
I think one thing too, though, now this could be a downfall or, you know, something really positive that say you're one of the only women in a classroom or like, say like you just know you stand out from other people in your experiences. I think it makes it so that you actually have a more unique story to tell when it comes to that class. Like, yeah, I know. I feel like I'm not sure about you guys, but as I've gotten to like higher level classes, like it's a lot more like seminar style where you have more conversations and like mm-hmm. if there's less people in the classroom you know you and your classmates are participating participating a lot more but I think you know sometimes it could be a burden in that like you feel responsible for giving your own experience just because maybe you're the only woman in the room or you're yeah. the only minority in the room but yeah you know that can be a downfall but I think in a lot of ways like you know no matter what program you're in like specifically webs like Every single woman there has a different story to tell. Yeah, has like a different educational background, like things that maybe they know that you don't, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, I think in that sense, like it is a lot about the perspective you take on it. Mm-hmm. Like you can sit there and be like, "Oh, like I'm one of the only women in the room. Like this is like scary. Like I don't know if I'm going to answer." Like, mm-hmm. or you can take the opposite approach and be like, "Hera, and sit in the front <laughs> row." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it is a lot about you know what you decide to do with that. Like you know, Wilkes. I feel like you know majority of my podcast now like everybody has really positive experiences but I think that's great I think it's yeah. a really great university yeah. <laughs> but I think in that sense like like you said like everyone just wants to see you do well mm-hmm. at the end of the day you know like your success and your experiences reflect a lot on this university and yeah I think they give you a lot of those tools to be successful and then it's just up yeah, to you right. to implement them yeah for sure yeah this is kind of off topic backtracking now but I no, think please go ahead pharmacy and medicine are both super interesting fields because not that long ago they were very male dominated yes <laughs> super fast in both fields yeah i was gonna say that was a little um, surprising for how quick of a turn it made yeah i think it was the thing that just when you see women doing it or just any like anything anyone mm-hmm. that's similar to you doing something you feel more to do and i think that's why it mm-hmm. changed so fast is because like as women started entering other women were like okay i can do it too right so, yeah Hundred percent. Yeah. Just change the tide so fast because it was super quick on my like how fast. I agree. I agree. Yeah, especially with medicine, like Mm -hmm. the amount of women mm -hmm. that are in like medicine fields, it's made a quick turnaround, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was like three or four years ago. It was like the first time that there was more women matriculating into medical school than men mm-hmm. and it was like mm-hmm. so funny because then you look at like my dad's a doctor and you look at his generation it's a lot more like male physicians and yeah. right when you look at certain fields i was just getting really off topic like, no. <laughs> like i don't know i've like gynecology i feel like is a field that like mm-hmm. i would prefer it to be more females right i agree, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It, it would be nice to see too like as because we're talking about like what our generation is starting to study but in a few years we're going to see a lot more of that like you said like matriculating into mm-hmm. actual careers like yeah you're not going to always go to like because i think about it every physician i've ever had has been a man really mm-hmm. so i think about it i'm like i wonder as we transition from our generation moving more uh-huh. into like the job force like what yeah. that's going to look like and yeah. how that's going to change because i feel like a lot of it is now like people in programs because think of how long you're in school for yeah like you know what i mean yeah so it's like we're gonna start seeing the effects of that and that actually ties in i was curious i wanted to ask you both did you know for sure what you wanted to pursue from a young age or did it take time to figure out like did you like jump around with what you wanted to do i have always loved science i remember second grade i was like i want to do science i want to study plants 
silly. And I was like, plant scientist. I was like, botanist. I was like, I want to be a botanist. Um, probably around like middle schoolish is when I started getting interested in medicine. My thing with medicine is I really, I love science, obviously, but I also mm-hmm. really like forming connections with people. And it's not something I realized. Obviously, when I was little, I was just like, I love science. But when I got like, <laughs> you know, started learning more. I really like forming connections with people. And I think medicine is a super interesting field. Same thing with pharmacy. Yeah. As there's a lot of groups that are like underrepresented, don't have the same access to healthcare. And mm-hmm. I realized what probably later in high school, it's something I'm really passionate about is like access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really like how with medicine, you get to focus on the science stuff, but you also have that like humanistic aspect. So I yeah. think that's like what sparked my interest in medicine and like the healthcare field was one, I've realized I've had this passion for science forever. Mm-hmm. But then I also really care about people making connections and just, like, like access to health care, which obviously if you're, like, a physician, you don't really get. Like, you're not, like, a policymaker mm-hmm. or something. But I feel like, Yeah, you know, but your opinions matter, and that's yeah. a phenomenal yeah. point. So that's, that's kind of, kind of, I've always been interested in science. Around middle school, high school, um, I really was, like, this is what I want to do. For sure. And I think, too, if you're going to be a part of that system, you want to care about how it operates and how the people sure. you work with are treated. Yeah. So definitely. that's a really good point. Like, you never know. Like, you might be part of the one like like implementing change just because you yeah. feel as though the healthcare system needs to be more inclusive mm-hmm. yeah and it's mm-hmm. i don't know i've like had a lot of like healthcare issues over the past couple of years it's mm-hmm. so interesting how much like one healthcare provider can do for a patient yeah um mm-hmm. just make or break yourself. yeah seriously so that's like yeah i was saying earlier about gynecology it's so important to have representation have like physicians health providers other people that look like you because i feel like you right. feel more comfortable yeah. sometimes feel safe, yeah like i don't know like i've had like male gynecologists, I've definitely felt a lot more comfortable with female gynecologists yep. and like that type of stuff. And yeah. that's like appointments where you need to physically feel comfortable. Exactly. Like that's yeah. very important. Like I just want to be that person for people that like they mm-hmm. feel comfortable with. Because obviously going to the doctors and stuff is always like a scary experience. Yeah. yeah. It's okay <laughs> to have a preference. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really want to be like, that's, I don't know. I've realized like everything. It's like, first I was really interested in science. Then I was like, really like, I like forming connections with people. And then I'm like, I really want to do people. both. Yeah. And I really Perfect. want to be Best able to, like, of both worlds. you know, be that person for someone yeah. to go to. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I kind of have, like, a similar path. Um, Webb's had a lot to do with it, actually. <laughs> um, I always loved science. And I actually, like, in middle school wanted to be a chemist, which, oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> would definitely not be happening. But yeah. um, I wanted to do lab research. I never wanted to see people. I just wanted to do my thing. And then I decided to go into pharmacy because you could still do lab research, um, just like kind of a different side of it. And so that's what I wanted to do. And now that I've started working in a pharmacy, I'm like, there is no way I could stop doing patient care. <laughs> like, um, like it's like Harris said, I can actually form connections with people and help people. Um, I've worked in two different pharmacies and I see like the interactions that patients have with the pharmacists and you can really like help somebody out even from that side. And you don't think about it very often because like you go to CVS, you pick up your pills, you go home. But um, for some people, it's like really important the connection you have Mm -hmm. with your pharmacist. And so I don't really want to do community pharmacy like working in retail but there are so many so many options in pharmacy that you could do that include patient care most of them do so like that's kind of where I'm at like 
I love science so much. I love research, but mm-hmm. I also love, you know, helping people. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you made a good point about that too with the pharmacy. I didn't think about like, it's such like an everyday task. You think about like, right. oh, picking up your medications, <laughs> but like you don't think of it as these, everything we're talking about in the fields you want to pursue, they're very intimate things for people. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about people's physical health and like things that, you know, I think we take for granted how like how much you know obviously our healthcare system needs a lot of work mm. but <laughs> I I also think too there's a level to which being able to have like a nice relationship with your pharmacist with your doctor with yeah. whoever it is that's that's aiding you it could even be like the person behind the desk that you like sign in for your appointment like yeah. every person matters in those systems and I think that's so cool because obviously like I know you two before this podcast but you're mm-hmm. both very like social people Mm -hmm. and i think it's funny because there is that stereotype of like people who are extremely intelligent especially in stem tend to be more introverted people Mm -hmm. or aren't interested in working with people like you picture somebody in a lab you know you think that it's a lot of solo stuff but if you think about it i'm pretty sure majority of the labs you do you're working directly with people yeah Mm -hmm. so i think like that's i don't know that's very interesting and i i I really liked both your takes on that Mm -hmm. because you don't you are going to be entering your careers, Hera, sooner rather than later, probably. But, I mean, actually, no, you're going to be going to medical school. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that you're graduating sooner. Yeah. But that's... So, okay, I feel bad asking this question. It's going to sound kind of bad. But what do you two do when, like, do you ever get nervous, like, anticipating the future? Like, what do you do to, like, reassure yourself and your confidence of, like, the things you're going to do? Because you both are moving forward into... <laughs> not to be, like, this person of like your programs are really hard but like do you but ever girl they are <laughs> but like do you guys ever find yourselves like when you have like moments of doubt or like you feel really overwhelmed like do you have ways of like encouraging yourself that you're on the right path yeah uh, I think that's what a lot of people do in a lot of their fields just thinking about the experiences that you've had that like made you want to go into the field mm-hmm. um like I was saying earlier I'm really passionate about, like being that person for patients because like I went through my own healthcare issues and like Whenever I've done, like, shadowing, I've seen some physicians that, like, have really connected with their patients. Um, mm-hmm. Give her a break, I was shadowing a doctor, and her one patient had, like, an eating disorder, and it was just really interesting to see, like, how she, how much she's worked with her patients that mm-hmm. have had conditions like eating disorders and mental health issues, which are so hard to combat and so right. hard for people to open up about. Um, I just think it's really interesting, like, thinking about how much of an impact you can have on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, when it gets hard, you just think about, like, what you want to do in the future and like how yeah. much how meaningful you, your work can be and like i don't know like this semester's been like a real grind for me i'm like okay i need to put in the work mm-hmm. now and then mm-hmm. i really can see the rewards later absolutely yeah point. i completely agree i'm like totally in that right now because mm-hmm. i'm pre-pharmacy right now mm-hmm. i start my professional program next year with like quite possibly the hardest semester i will have in my <laughs> right? entire education mm-hmm. so um i'm super nervous about it but the thing that's like keeping me going and not dropping out is like this is what i want to do for the rest right. of my life like this is really what i want and i mean gonna sound like cliche but I'll stop at nothing to get there so like I will grind through next semester as hard as I have to to make it through alive um, because this is what I want to do absolutely and I give you both absolute respect and kudos for that I I I just love that you (laughs) both are like do you know what it's gonna be hard as hell but (laughs) I will stop at nothing to get there Yeah. yeah so I I give you big kudos on that so that leads me to my wrap-up question that Hera got mm-hmm. last time when she was on my podcast. But So sitting here, you guys shared a lot of really phenomenal information and a lot of 
really things I'm grateful for. So thank you for coming on and sharing that with me. But um, so my final question to you both would be if you were speaking to maybe your younger self or a young girl who is about to start webs or to start any program in STEM, um, what would your advice be? Like looking back on something you would probably want to hear. Oh, wow. I know it's deep. I know. <laughs> and I hit him with it without telling oh, him I was wow. going to ask this one. Um, I'm one of those people that, like, I like to think in advance. I like to have everything planned out. Like, on a day-to-day basis, I'm very much go with the flow. But when it mm-hmm. comes to my future, I'm like, I want to do this. I need to do this. I need Type to have a. this. So <laughs> I think I would just tell myself to relax and just kind of, like, you don't have to know what the next step's going to be. Like, focus on what you have to. Like, for right now, taking the MCAT in, like, May, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, well, when I get to medical school, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do this? And I'm like, no, we need to get this first. <laughs> yep. We got to get yeah. this barrier first. So I think yeah. just don't try to think about the next. The next step is going to come eventually. You need to think about like what you're doing right now yep. and then worry about the next step once you get there. So kind of like take things on a what the phrase is, but like take things like one step at a time, yeah. 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 And enjoy where you're at in the moment, you're right, because exactly. you're for gonna sure. blink and it's gonna be gone uh, for sure. I have like one semester left at this point at mm-hmm. Wilkes, and like I was saying earlier, talking to my one professor, she's like, Hey, I remember you were a freshman, I remember your first semester. I was like, Yeah, it feels like yesterday, <laughs> yeah. right? You really <laughs> blink and it's, it's uh-huh. behind you because uh-huh. you're spending so much time like on the grind, you don't yeah. think about it. It's so mm-hmm. true, yeah. Live in the moment, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. I think I would honestly tell myself, like, to relax. Like, I think that's such good advice, but um, kind of in, like, a different way that, um, like, going into STEM is very daunting. Like, it can be. It's not for everyone, but it can be. And so when I was in high school, I was working very, very hard because, you know, I wanted to get into Wilkes. I wanted to get into the pharmacy program. I wanted to get into honors. So like I had all of these big goals, but like, I think somebody needed to like look me in the eye and tell me like, girl, it's going to be fine. (laughs) Like (laughs) you are going to be okay. Um, Like I just needed somebody to tell me like, it's all going to work out. The puzzle pieces will fall into place. Um, So I think that's, what I would tell myself. Mm-hmm. That's super yeah. encouraging too. And I think that's also a nice point of like, if you're meant to be somewhere, your hard work will get you there. Exactly. Yes. Like if, if you're super stressed out, like don't worry, like the stars will align for where you need to be. For sure. And if you don't necessarily land the exact thing you want, maybe it wasn't meant for you too, that's you know? Such for good, sure. Yeah. Like I think as, as you two have gone along, obviously you found that your programs are meant for you, but like yeah. maybe it's even something as small as like a, a class or something mm-hmm. that, you know, it you'll understand that like your work will get you there and to mm-hmm. not stress out so much and to don't forget to pat yourselves on the back too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that to both of you. No, Thank you. Throughout <laughs> my college career and I've been like, or I've doubted it. Like I, obviously now I'm super like set, like I want to do this, but there's definitely mm-hmm. been points. And I feel like how these both feel about Are you like, is this really for me? Is this mm-hmm. really, I think it's interesting. I remember like yeah. I had a really rough semester, like fall sophomore year. And I was like, I'm not doing anything in STEM. I'm not doing yeah. and I like, and then I like snapped out of it. And I really thought about what I want to do. So I think mm-hmm. that's also really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Everyone that. always has like a crisis at yeah. some point of For like, sure. am I where I need <laughs> to be? Sure. Am I doing what I want to do? But yeah. I think as long as you always like take notice of where you are and you mm-hmm. make sure that you're happy doing what you're doing. Everyone has bad days. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone has exams or assignments or things that they just don't feel competent at but that doesn't mean like no person gets through 
their educational program perfectly. Yeah. Like everyone has those rough moments and that happens and that shouldn't yeah. completely discourage you. Yeah. Unless you like absolutely feel like you're not doing what you're meant to do, then reevaluate. Right. You'll <laughs> figure it yeah. out. You know? But I think that's a really great point. Like we all take ourselves so seriously, but we forget like we're in very prime times of mm. our of our youth. For sure. So, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> absolutely. But um Thank you both so much for coming on this podcast. I absolutely loved our conversations. Yeah. Um, to those of you listening, if you are interested at all in getting involved with webs, please, I will put their contact information in the bio too. And I'll put mm-hmm. um, Dr. Debbie Chapman's in there too. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Hera and Liz, for coming on my of podcast. Course. You both were phenomenal. And everyone out there, please wish them luck. Um, <laughs> as Hera goes into her MCAT in med school and as Liz is going into her P1. <laughs> <just> <laughs> But I know they got it. They're both phenomenal. Thank you. So, <laughs> as always, you are listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkesburg, Scranton, Hazleton. Don't forget to keep it locked. And shout out to women in STEM.